0: A patron of entertainment landfill go to patreon.com slash landfill for details entertainment landfill is made possible by contributions from listeners like you thank you Greetings everyone. Stay tuned, Entertainment Landfill will begin shortly with your host The j Strum. He's been working all day and and all night reading vapid news stories for you to hear. None of these stories mean much but aren't they better than real news stories like election crap? Who needs to hear any more of that stuff? Am I right? I know I am. I am the TRS-80. <laughs> presents plant news with your host the jaystrom now here's your host the jaystrom yay hello everyone i am the jaystrom as i just uh introduced myself that's so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Entertainment Landfill News. I am your host, The Strom. I'm here to deliver you hard-hitting news. Yes, every week. I hope you guys are excited... Uh, to, uh, hear the news that I provided for you. And it's happening again, where my dog runs up to me and starts jumping on me. Cause she's like, Hey, what, does this burst of energy come from? From my master. I'm going to run over and see what's going on. She, she does it every time. Not that I would refer to myself as a master. I have some, lots of news today, in fact. Uh, You know what's funny is at the last minute I decided to do this show. I almost decided I'm going to save the show for tomorrow because I have to go to the dentist. Before you go to the dentist, your outlook is gray on the rest of the day. Like, yeah, I'm going to go to the dentist. My day is going to be ruined and I'm going to feel like shit the rest of the day, right? Right but instead the dentist appointment only lasted like 35 minutes and I was sent on my way and I was like, Hey, I could still do a show. I don't feel so bad. It was just a routine cleaning. Um, so everything was okay, but it's, you know, my doom outlook, uh, was not good. You know, I was just like, uh, I'm going to go to the dentist. Something's going to happen. They're going to find something wrong, or I'm going to be in a lot of pain. They're going to, you know stab me in the gums or something I don't know but everything's okay I made it through okay and in fact even last night uh let me let me uh restart this story basically uh we've had hail like three times in our uh in where I live in the DFW area in Texas and they, uh, the news made it sound like last night was going to be hail, Mageddon. Like, oh my God, dogs and cats living together. This hail is going to kill people when it falls out of the sky. We're talking human head size hail people. Holy shit, we're all going to die. And I was like, oh my God, uh, I can't just leave the car in the driveway like I have and just kept my fingers crossed, like, okay. And you go out there the next day and you inspect the car and go, Well, I don't see any dents. I guess we're okay. So I was like telling my wife, I was like, Heather, we got to do something this time. She's like, what are you talking about? I was like, the hailstorm is coming. Do you not understand? It's going to kill us all. And she was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, we've got to do something. Uh, we've got a, mo- I know, parking garage. Let's move our cars to a parking garage. You, me, and Emma. We could even take the dog. We can sit in the parking garage till um, the storm blows by. Then we drive home. She's like, "You're nuts." And I'm like, "Oh yeah? I'll show you." I felt like friggin' Jor El when he's trying to tell people Krypton is gonna blow up. Nobody believes him. All right. So what I ended up doing is we drove up to the mall together in two cars. I parked one car. Then we went to dinner, uh, and I left the other car in the parking garage. Then I drove them home, and I drove back up to the parking garage. Yes, I left my family at home to brave the weather by themselves, and I sat in the parking garage. By the way, when I went back to the parking garage, completely packed, full of people, people in folding chairs, people with dogs on leashes, they had their pets, they all had the same idea I had, and I found a spot, luckily our second car is this little Sonic car, uh, uh, a Chevy Sonic, and it's really tiny, and I was able to squeeze into a spot right between two gigantic trucks, the kind that have four wheels just on the back, nobody else could park there unless you're on a moped or something, well I fit in there. And all of a sudden, the storm hit. It was raining, sheets. It was like thundering and lightning and uh, very, very frightening. And guess what? No hail at all. <laughs> Not only was there no hail, there was no human head size hail. There was no golf ball. There's no pea size hail. I did it all for nothing. I was basically. An alternate universe, Jor-El, where Krypton never blows up, Kal-El never gets sent to Earth, he never becomes Superman. It's all just a boring story, and that's why I told it to you guys today. So there you go, that's my hail story. I hope you dug it. Now I have another story. This is a personal story. I went to go see The Jungle Book over the weekend. Oh, the Jungle Book. I was even walking around going, Jungle Book, Jungle Book. I'm so excited to see Jungle Book. Okay. Uh, we all, you know, it's a 3D film. It's directed by John Favreau. Uh, it's based on Rudyard Kipling's Jungle Book, but more, you know, based on the actual animated film by Disney. And, uh, I was going to go see it with uh, my wife, my daughter, and my mother-in-law and, uh, she said as you're buying tickets don't forget i'm a senior citizen and i said oh okay uh so i went up to here's the thing though there's split universes there's uh timeline a and timeline b for some reason i chose timeline b i usually go to the electronic kiosk to buy tickets I'm going to say 99.9% of the time I go up to the electronic kiosk and buy a ticket. I never talk to a human. But for some reason, on this day, I was like, Hey, yeah, I'll go to the box office. And I said, Yes, I'll have two adults, one senior, and one child for the 1.30 showing of the Jungle Book. And the girl was like, Oh, okay. She told me an amount. And I have to admit, I didn't even pay attention to it. And I paid and got my tickets. And when we went in, I specifically wanted to see it in XD and the 130 showing because it's in 3D. I've heard this film is amazing in 3D, so I had to see it in 3D. So we go up to the ticket taker and uh, he's like, oh, it'll be right over there. First of all, he's pointing the wrong way, the XD theater. But I'm just thinking... This jackass is probably high. You know, all those kids are on dope or whatever. And, um, and I say, oh, uh, can we, let me grab some 3d glasses. And he goes, you don't need 3d glasses. (laughs) I'm like, what? Why? It's some kind of new 3d where you don't need glasses guys. He goes, this showing isn't in 3d. And I said, and I'm not the kind of person that ever, Like, I don't even like talking to people, okay? I don't even, I don't even, usually I just go, okay, whatever. I nod and move on. But I said, yes, it is. I looked online. The 1.30 showing is in XD. He goes, but these tickets are for the 12.30 showing. (laughs) And I go, what? And you can see uh, my wife going, "Ah, like, what is going on? And I look at the ticket and sure enough, it says 12.30 showing. So I'm like, I'll take care of this. And I go back out to the box office. Of course, the girl who just rang me up is not there. It's a different person. Um, and I say, yes, I was charged the wrong. I basically, I got the wrong tickets. I said the one thirty showing for jungle book in XD. But for some reason she gave me the 1230 showing and he sat there and looked at him and he goes, okay. And he's like, uh, and he's just like looking at it. Looking at it, looking at it, looking at it again, looking at me, looking down. He goes, Okay, so, um, okay, okay, uh, all right, okay, this is what I'm gonna do, okay. And I'm like, Oh, Jesus. Meanwhile, Heather, my daughter, and my mother in law are just standing inside waiting for me to come back so they can walk in the movie. Meanwhile, there's people like, ah, oh, jungle book is right down there. Jungle book NXT. Yep. That's right there. Fill up all the rolls. It's going, uh, you know, all the chairs are going fast. You guys go, here you go, go. And they're just standing there like waiting for me. And he's like, okay, okay, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm gonna do. Okay. Uh, so you had two senior citizen tickets. Uh, and I'm like, no, I had one. He goes, but you have five tickets here. And I go, well, I shouldn't. There's only for four people and he's like oh oh okay well well the okay and he goes there you go and he, it's i refunded you the one senior citizen ticket and i'm like okay but what about the other tickets and he goes oh okay well technically the xd theater is more so i need to charge you the difference and i was like oh, do what and meanwhile i'm so frustrated right now i don't I can't grasp what he's telling me, but I understand it now. But at the time, I had steam coming out of my ears. When you go to see an XD theater, they charge like a couple of bucks more. It's a way to squeeze, you know, every bit of money out of you. You want to see it in the Gigantic Theater? Well, guess what? It's $2 more per ticket, you know? So he charge me the difference, and I was like, Oh, okay. And I I wanted to just say no <laughs> No But I t- paid the difference and then I went inside with the new tickets for the one thirty showing and Heather goes, um, did you get it all taken care of? And I go, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea, but let's go. And so she's like, oh, Okay. So we were going and I grabbed the three D glasses and I wanted to just throw the 3D glasses because I was so annoyed because I sweat very easily. And as I was standing out there trying to explain things, I started getting hot and sweaty. Meanwhile, before, we're like, hey, let's go to the movies. We're going to see a Disney movie and it's going to be so awesome. woohoo! Family outing, everybody. But now I'm like, damn it. I'm so pissed right now. I'm super angry. Screw the jungle book. Screw all the cute little animals. I hate this place. Um, so we went and sat down and, um, uh, it was funny cause we have, you know, I bought a big old tub of popcorn and usually we all share it, you know, like, okay, you know, we all have popcorn, we're all sharing it. And, you know, sometimes Heather's mom likes to pour, you know, get like a, her hot dog box and pour the popcorn in it. She's like, oh, can you pour a little bit of popcorn? And I go, just take the whole thing. <laughs> I'm Such an asshole. And, uh, Heather was like, okay, tell me, explain to me exactly what happened. And I tried to, and she goes, Here, give me the ticket stubs. Give me everything. I'll be right back. And I was like, what? Where are you going? The movie's going to start in, oh, yeah, we got here a little early. 25 minutes. So she left for a while. And when she came back, she had four free movie passes. So she, you know, that's what we got out of our inconvenience. So, okay. So we'll go see Keanu, the new key and pill movie this weekend with our movie passes. I don't know. It might be like, these only work for movies that are out for a couple of weeks and I'll be damn it and be pissed all over again. Like God damn it. But also the Cinemark theater has been doing this thing. That's really pissing me off lately. And I need to talk to a general manager or something. When the movie first starts, the sound drops out for like a two seconds and then it pops on it's almost it's like a layer change on dvds remember that you'd be watching a dvd and the layer would change on the dvd where the sound like would switch from dolby digital or something it sounds like that like oh we're clicking on to the surround sound or something and it's so annoying all right so anyway whatever oh uh hey carl hey adam I see you guys in the chat room, that's so awesome that you're listening live, and I've got some exciting news for you guys. See, yep, there I am, I'm calling everything exciting. Okay, first of all, uh, let me see, what should I start with? Okay, this is Nintendo news, because I know we all love Nintendo, we all love, um, uh, I'm kidding, I don't own any Nintendo systems, my daughter has a 3DS, that's about, oh, a Nintendo 64, That Adam uh, Howard sent my daughter with uh, Ocarina of Time. Which is really awesome. But I don't have the Wii U, certainly. Although there are games I would probably play if I did have it. I just don't have it. And, um, you know, Nintendo... There's nothing... There's nothing there right now. Like, if I see some cool game on PS4, I'm going to want the PS4. Or on the Xbox One, but I haven't seen anything except for one game that I'm like, that looks amazing, I want to play that, and it's The Legend of Zelda. It just looks incredible. It looks amazing. Link on the horse and all, just the graphics look incredible. Well, this announcement came out that uh, Nintendo is actually pushing the title back more to 2017. Originally 2015 pushed as 2016. Now it's confirmed by Nintendo that it will be released in 2017. But it's not just that. Um, It's going to be released on Nintendo's new system, the NX and the wii u so i guess it'll be hey you can play this wii u version but nx is even better don't you want this new system and first i'm going to read this story about everything we know so far about the nintendo nx because you're wondering jason why do i care about this nintendo nx what, what 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 you know i got a ps4 man i got a 4k on order Uh, I've even got a Neo Geo in my garage. Uh, You know, it's in some boxes, but still. Okay, last night, Nintendo announced some big news. The company's next home console, codenamed NX, hmm, what could that stand for? Will be launching globally in March 2017. That's a quick turnaround from the Wii U, which launched in November 2012. However, even though it's releasing in less than a year, we know very little about what the NX actually is. Nintendo has been very quiet about what the device will be, but thanks to a number of reports and rumors, we can at least piece together some details on the Wii U's successor. Now the hardware, the only thing Nintendo has really said about the NX so far is that it will be very different from the company's last two consoles. I can assure you we're not building the next version of the Wii U or the Wii, Nintendo President Tatsumi Kimishima said in an interview with Time last year. It's something unique and different. It's something where we have to move away from those platforms in order to make it something that will appeal to our consumer base. He also called it a next step in our dedicated device strategy, the core and primary focus of our business. Well, this is all just a bunch of corporate speak. What is he talking about? But what will the NX actually look like? According to a report from the Wall Street Journal in October, the device will likely include both a console and at least one mobile unit. Oh Christ, again with the mobile units, that could either be used in conjunction with the console or taken on the road for separate use. I know this uh, I don't know. Okay, let me keep reading. This suggests that it will be some kind of hybrid console, portable device that brings together those two sides of Nintendo's business. In fact, former Nintendo president Satoru Iwata who passed away last year, revealed in thir- 2013 that the company's R&D groups for handheld and console gamings had been merged into one division. Well, that sounds like just a bunch of confusion to me. So, Nintendo really, like, the Wii U has that tablet controller thing. They're, and the idea is, like, you play a game, say, um, like, okay, uh, I just most recently been playing Quantum Break. I'm playing Quantum Break, but then I can't play anymore. I got to go on a road trip for two hours. It really sucks. At least I'm not the one doing the driving. Oh, wait, I got my cool gaming pad here. I'll just put Quantum Break in there, the mobile version. I don't know if I really need that. Maybe some people do. Maybe I'm just afraid of what the future holds with these things. But it just sounds like... Just put out a gaming console. You know? Stop with the little gimmicky stuff. I don't know. Yeah, it's like... If I'm going to play a portable game... Like a mobile game... I've either got my phone that's got games on it... Or I've already got a 3DS... Or... I've got uh, the PlayStation Vita or something like that. But the fact that they've merged both divisions together, it sounds confusing. Um, That same report also claimed that the NX would feature industry-leading chips that would put it in line with current consoles like the Xbox One and PlayStation 4. Japanese newspaper Nikkei Shimbun Meanwhile, has reported that the device could feature an operating system based on Android. What? Given that it's a Nintendo machine, there's been speculation about what the controller would be like. Nintendo isn't a company that's afraid to experiment with new types of controllers. After all... Otherwise, we. Oh, wait, I read that sentence wrong. But otherwise, we wouldn't have curiosities like the Wii Remote or the Wii U GamePad. Last December, a Nintendo patent emerged for a strange elliptical controller that w- was almost entirely touchscreen and could potentially support glass, glasses free 3D, much like the 3DS. Last month, a handful of leaked images surfaced suggesting that the design was in fact real, though they turned out to be elaborate fakes. Why would you have this? paragraph in your story about real Nintendo why would you talk about the hoax controllers I just read that for nothing the same report, they had the same report in October, a claim that Nintendo was already distributing development kits the hardware developers use to make games. Yeah, we know, for the NX. Despite this, very few developers have said they are making games for the console. We do know that Dragon Quest, the next entry in Square Enix's long-running RPG series, is planned for the NX. It's also coming to the PS4 and the 3DS, ...whenever it does release. Outside of that, we only know of one game, but it's a big one. Last night, Nintendo revealed that the upcoming, currently untitled, new Legend of Zelda game will be coming to the NX. The game was originally slated to come to the Wii U in 2015, before being delayed to 2016. Now Nintendo says that it will be coming to both Wii U and NX simultaneously. It's similar to the strategy used for Twilight Princess. Originally a GameCube exclusive, Twilight Princess eventually released on both a GameCube and Wii simultaneously and new motion control features added to the Wii version for new Nintendo for New Zelda, Nintendo said that both versions of the game have been in development in tandem. Nintendo says that it will release more information on the NX later this year, though it won't say when. Surprisingly, though, the console won't have a presence at the industry's biggest trade show. NX will not make an appearance at E3. Yeah, that's a good idea, not letting anyone know about it. (laughs) Uh, Wow. The comp- uh, instead, Nintendo's E3 presence will be focused entirely on Legend of Zelda and only the Wii U version. Wow, do they just keep making horrible mistakes or what? Why not let everyone get excited about your new console at E3? It'll be all anyone talks about. But no, 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 we're not. No, 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 we're not going to talk about that. We're not. We're just going to talk about the Wii U version of Zelda that no one's going to want to buy because they want to see what the NX version looks like. You're going to sell new consoles, guys. Why do they keep making these weird decisions? I don't know. Oh, man. I have... I I don't know. I've heard all sorts of rumors about the NX. Like, it's going to be more powerful than the PS4. Yeah, whatever. Let's see what they do. But they... You know, if you guys watch E3... I love watching the E3 videos. The day of E3 when they have the big Xbox and the Sony. I love that stuff. I'm sitting at the computer all day watching that stuff. Nintendo doesn't even do presentations... At E3, they do video things. They don't go on a stage or anything. They have pre-made videos with puppets and stuff that they've already made, which is cute and all, but they're kind of like, hey, we don't play that game of E3 like everybody else does. So they're like, we're not going to, no, 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 we're not going to tell you about our new console. It's going to ship secretly on a certain date you won't know about. One day you're going to go into the store and go, holy shit, is this a Nintendo system this is what it looks like yep it's it's here on the shelves it's like why didn't anybody know we didn't even know we weren't here and it just showed up today holy shit that's what it's going to be like you know nobody's going to have any notice of when it comes out and then you're going to hear that you know the new Nintendo NX cannot be found anywhere because there were only five consoles shipped and they've already sold out so there's going to be a bidding war it's going to be crazy of course, I made all that up, but still. All right, I have some other video game news, guys. Uncharted. Uncharted 4 comes out in June, I believe, and I'm super excited. Um, originally, it was supposed to come out like April 26, which was yesterday. And I even saw some people saying, Hey, did you see that Uncharted 4 is on sale on eBay? Some people are selling it. They must have accidentally been delivered it from Amazon or something. And I was like, What?! That's not going to happen. So anyway, this morning I see this story, and then I realize, oh, this is what really happened. Uncharted 4 shipment stolen, Sony says, as copies circulate in the UK. Copies of Uncharted 4 Thief were stolen while in transit to retailers, Sony said on Wednesday. And as such, they have surfaced in the United Kingdom about two weeks ahead of the game's launch date. An extremely talented team has worked long and hard to bring Nathan Drink's greatest adventure to life, and we would urge you to help us prevent this from being spoiled by purchasing copies of the game ahead of the launch date, said Shu Yoshida, the president of Sony Computer Entertainment. Please rest assured we will be very vigilant to protect you from this as far as we can so you can enjoy Uncharted 4's experience. Uh, That makes it sound like somebody stole it just so they can spoil the game. Like, I'm going to put spoilers all over. I'll show you, Sony. Yoshida did not clarify. The people stole the game because they wanted to sell it early at a jacked up price, most likely. Um, Yoshida did not clarify whether persons found on the PS network playing uncharted 4 before its street date would be sanctioned the total number of copies in circulation is also unknown eurogamer has reported on copies of the game being sold over ebay at a high markup with one reseller claiming that the 10,000 copies had been seized by uk authorities for unpaid sales taxes and so that was the source eurogamer was dubious of this claim <laughs> Yeah, okay. All right, one more video game story for now, and that is John Romero. Who, uh, if you did you guys play Doom on PC or did you play it on console? I had uh several friends that had Doom on the PC, I'd go over their house to play it. I especially remember playing uh Doom 2 on my buddy's computer. Like I would watch him play for a little bit and he'd be like, Alright man, it's your turn. And I'd finally sit down and get to play for a while. And uh, you know, I didn't have a computer, but I thought it was awesome. Doom was like such an awesome fun game. Uh and I still have fond memories of the sound effects when you I still hear that Doom Door sound effect still used in things today. And I always crack up when I hear it. Uh, but John Romero what do they call him the Father of Doom? You know, recently he uh released a new level of Doom that he released for free. A, a free download. John Romero's working on a new first-person shooter, but he hasn't forgotten about his old-school classic Doom in the meantime. The game designer uploaded a new map for the 22-year-old PC game. Now, this is old news, but here's what I'm getting to, is that he actually has a Kickstarter for a new game. And he's saying, hey, if you play this free download of Doom, this level I did, it's kind of a primer to my new game that I'm trying to raise money for called Black Room. In a tweet with the link to the map called E1M4B, Romero hinted that the gameplay exhibited in the Doom level is what fans can expect from Blackroom. His next game that's set for a 2018 release. Romero and Doom co creator Adrian Carmack first revealed Blackroom earlier this week after teasing the announcement with a video. Blackroom is heavily inspired by classic FPS games. First uh, person shooter, guys. <laughs> the game in development at Nightwork Games will offer single player multiplayer modes player-created maps, and an ability to add mods. A Kickstarter campaign seeking $700,000 is currently accepting backers. As for Doom, this is Romero's second time this year returning to the game that made him a name in the industry. In January, he released another free level for the original game, his first in 21 years. A full... A new full game in the long-running series will launch on May 13th on PlayStation 4, Windows PC, and Xbox One, and it looks sick, brah! Oh, sorry. Just thought of it. I actually watched some people playing the the beta of that, and... The game moves so fast, the frame rate and everything, I started getting nauseous watching someone else play it. It'll probably be fine when I play it myself, but I cannot watch somebody else play the new Doom, man. It moves so fast. You're moving left to right, up and down. You're going downstairs, going upstairs. I was just like, blah! But uh, the new Doom looks amazing. For that kind of game, I hope there's a storyline. But let's see. Um, The... Kickstarter launched just yesterday for Black Room. And so far, they've raised $118,113. 30 days to go to hit their $700,000 goal. And I'm sure they will. Let's see. If I donated $5 or more participate in backer polls and show off your campaign support with a special badge in the backer forums. Plus access backer only streams of videos. Uh, that's kind of lame. Let's see. Pledge $29 or more. That's quite a jump from five bucks. Uh, a digital copy of the game. Oh, I see there. They want, you know, if you pledge $29, you're going to get the game when it comes out. So that's pretty cool. it will probably be for the PC though. Um, how much do I have to donate to get the p s four version? <laughs> I guess I should wait till they meet funding first. no, but uh that's cool though it, the if you look watch the video and look at kind of their their ideas on the game, it looks pretty neat, and of course there's a chainsaw in the game which is always totally badass man awesome brah. I'm sorry, I don't know why I'm talking like this. Okay, uh, some movie stuff. Deadpool is causing a fight over Utah's liquor laws, guys, with the help of Ryan Reynolds. Why having a beer and watching an R-rated film can violate Utah's laws. The Associated Press is reporting that undercover agents in Salt Lake City attended a showing of the film Deadpool at a local movie theater that also served alcohol. Now, we've all been to those theaters, right? The the movie grill type stuff? This isn't a big deal, but apparently in Utah, it's terrible. The establishment... Now it faces up to $25,000 in fines and can lose its liquor license. The theater has since set up a GoFundMe page and has raised at the time of this writing $17,352 out of its $75,000 goal. $5,000 of that came from Deadpool star Ryan Reynolds himself. Dude, okay. Ryan, come on. You could have paid the whole $75,000. Am I right, guys? Come on. I don't know. I'm not trying to be a dick, but do you guys ever hear about, like, uh, Taylor Swift donated $25,000 to a certain charity? I'm like, dude, $25,000? That's like nothing. (laughs) Nothing. to someone like that who has a lot of money. I don't know how much money Ryan Reynolds has, but I do know that $75,000 is a drop in the bucket, right? How cool would it be if he just paid the whole amount, not just 5,000? But I know what he's probably thinking. No, no, it'd be cool if supporters of them actually came together and raised some money for them. But how about this? Um okay, right now it's at 20,000 $17 of 75 K uh, raised by 496 people in eight days. Um, how about when they get up to say, hopefully 50,000 you're like, boom, I'll do the throw chuck in the 25,000 to top them off or something. I'm just saying, you know, who knows? Maybe if I was an actor or whatever, I'd be like, dude, I got my money vested in other things. <laughs> Bruvies, which is the name of the place was founded in 1997 with the purpose of providing a fun, unique atmosphere for adults 21 and over to enjoy great films, food, and drink. Brewvies has never had a liquor violation and has never shown obscene films. The money will go towards the theater's legal fees to fight being targeted by a statute that violates our freedom of speech. So what exactly is going on here? For years, Bruvies has dealt with the oppressive Utah Department of Alcoholic Beverage Control. The DABC has threatened to fine us or suspend or revoke our liquor license just for showing rated R films like Deadpool, Hangover 2, Magic Mike XXL, and Ted 2. We are fighting for the state of Utah to respect our First Amendment freedom of speech, the company claims, The cinema is being targeted by a law that was designed to target strip clubs, but which can also apply to movie theaters. The state says playing Deadpool while serving booze violates Utah law because the movie includes nudity and simulated sex, including a suggestive scene in the film's credits involving a cartoon unicorn. (laughs) Oh, my God. The obscenity law is generally used to regulate strip clubs, which are required to have dancers wear G-strings and pasties. If they serve liquor. Isn't that so weird that it's related? (laughs) Liquor, g-string, liquor, g-string. We looked up uh, Utah's liquor laws, and they're rather matter-of-fact about the situation. The following attire and conduct on premises or at an event regulated by the commission under the title are considered contrary to public health, peace, and safety, welfare, and morals, and are prohibited These are some of the prohibited acts with the premise being the business that is serving alcohol. Showing a film, still picture, electronic reproduction or other visual reproduction depicting an act or simulated act of sexual intercourse, masturbation, sodomy, bestiality, oral copulation. Wow, there's... It's just ridiculous. I think we all can agree this is ridiculous and stupid. So, uh... Everybody go donate to that (laughs) GoFundMe. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, I can think it's stupid, but I'm not going to donate anything. Am I right? Okay. 24 Legacy. Ordered to series at Fox, guys. Because you demanded it, right? So... No more Kiefer Sutherland in 24. They're now starring the new generation. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but I don't care at all. The network has gotten an early jump on its pickups ahead of May's upfront presentation to Madison Avenue. Fox has gotten an early jump on its pickups for the broadcast. Why do they do that? They start the headline, and then they say the same thing in the first paragraph. The network has handed out early series orders to two of its most high-profile pilots, both hailing from its sibling 20th Century Fox TV, 24 Legacy, and Lee Daniels' star Legacy, which now counts former star Kiefer Sutherland as an executive producer, was picked up for 12 episodes. 24 Legacy is a new take on the franchise that features an all new cast of characters and is structured in the same style as the original series. Legacy revolves around a military hero, Corey Hawk, and straight out of Compton the Walking Dead, return to the US and the trouble that follows him back, compelling him to ask CTU for help in saving his life and stopping what can potentially be one of the largest scale terror attacks on American sto- soil. Also, Jimmy Smith is going to be on it. Yay! So, uh, are you guys going to watch that? The new 24? you guys going to watch that, huh? Um, I will watch the pilot. How's that? Okay, here's something that I think is interesting. The Bat- Batman The Killing Joke trailer hit. You can watch it right now on YouTube. And anybody who's read The Killing Joke the uh, trade paperback by Alan Moore. Brian Bolin did the artwork. It's absolutely gorgeous artwork. Uh, of course the story is a uh, really awesome. Um, the trailer came out and, uh, Mark Hamill does the Joker. Is it Kevin Conroy does Batman? It's amazing. You know, think of the Batman, the new adventures of Batman and all that stuff. Or Dark Knight. God, I'm forgetting those. But anyway, um, watch the trailer. It's pretty amazing. I want to talk. (laughs) I've been thinking about you and me about how this is going to end about who will end up killing who perhaps you'll kill me perhaps I'll kill you you know that don't you Takes is one bad day <laughs> Whoa, I'm haunted. now here's the thing uh if you've read the killing joke you know it has to do with the origin of the joker or at least alan moore's version of the joker it's really cool and stuff right um The artwork, of course, is incredible. When I was watching the trailer, I was kind of like, oh, like I wasn't that impressed by the animation. I was kind of bummed out about that. Sure, I'm excited that Mark Hamill's doing the Joker once again, and that's cool. And there looks like they're matching panels from the comic book, these amazing panels. But the animation, at least in the trailer, doesn't look that impressive. And I was a little let down by it. Maybe the finished version where it's more fluid and moving around because they're just showing quick images. It might look better in movement, but it's definitely not Brian Boland's artwork. Nor do I think they could probably mimic that in animated form, or it might cost a lot of money. I don't know, but um, I was just—I wasn't all that like ooh, like about it. I was just kind of like, oh, okay, okay, interesting. So I don't know if you guys are excited about that. Uh, I mean, I think it'll be an interesting, entertaining watch and interesting. Um, but the art, the animation did not impress me at all. Um, do you guys remember when James Cameron was going to make battle angel angel Alita or was it Alita battle angel? I remember for a long time I heard about that and it was like, which would James Cameron make first avatar or battle angel? And you know he was kind of like, "Uh, oh, I think I'll make Avatar first or whatever." Well, apparently he's going to produce it. And Robert Rodriguez is directing it. And got to tell you, my uh, enthusiasm sunk really low. <laughs> oh, come on. I have no Okay, Robert Rodriguez, he's done some fine films and stuff. Has he? <laughs> Uh, James Cameron and Robert Rodriguez are zeroing zeroing in on their female actor to star in Alita Battle Angel, Fox's ambitious adaptation of the popular manga graphic novels. Rodriguez is on board to direct what is envisioned as a big-budget tentpole, while Cameron and his Lightstorm Entertainment partner, John Landau, are producing... The movie has not been greenlit as budgetary issues are sti- still being worked out while the studio seeks to bring it down from the 175 to $2 million range. <laughs> Good God. See, I'm sorry, but okay, uh, James Camry could get a $200 million movie made. We know he could. But once you name Robert Rodriguez as the director, they're like, dude, no, 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 no. They're pulling their money back off the table. Whoa, 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 what? The Spy Kids guy? I'm going to take my $200 million back and I'll give you, here you go, 20000000 million. Didn't he make that shit in his house with a green screen? He could do the same thing with this thing. I saw them making a Sin City. They made that in a closet, all right? The following trio tested for the film, the Hollywood Reporter has learned. Micah Monroe, who starred in It Follows and will appear in this summer's Independence Day Resurgence, Rosa Salazar, who appeared in Maze Runner, The Scorch Trials, and recently wrapped shooting Warner Brothers. big screen take of Chips in Zendaya, the Zendaya, I need to ask my daughter how to say that, (laughs) the Disney Channel star of Casey Undercover, who is one of the female leads of Spider-Man Homecoming, Bella Thorne, who also starred on the TV series Shake It Up with Zendaya, and appeared in Alvin and the Chipmunks Road Chip also tested. Sources say that Cameron and Rodriguez want to create a star-making vehicle akin to Cameron's Dark Angel, the TV series that ran from 2000 to 2002 and became a platform for Jessica Alba. It kick-started her career, guys. <laughs> Sources also say that Zendaya could be the front-runner for the role, but that scheduling issues with her hit TV show present a stumbling block. Well, I'm sorry, honey. If you can't give up your crappy tv show for a 200 million dollar james cameron epic then you don't get the part oh i was just channeling a studio head alita Battle, battle angel tells tells of a female cyborg that is discovered in a scrapyard by a scientist what is that scientist doing in a scrapyard With no memory of her previous life except her deadly martial arts training, the woman becomes a bounty hunter. Because of course she does. Tracking down criminals. The action-adventure story is meant to serve as a backdrop to themes of self-discovery and search of love. A decision on the actress is expected in the coming weeks. I gotta tell you guys something. I would be excited about this if Robert Rodriguez wasn't directing it. I don't want him to direct it. I'm sorry. Go make another Spy Kids, jackass. <laughs> oh, sorry. This isn't an editorial, guys, so I'm moving on. <laughs> Chappy meets Firefly. Exactly. That's what it sounds like. All right, guys. I know you're all huge, gigantic Walking Dead fans. And you would think that I wouldn't have any Walking Dead news, being that it's uh, in the off season. But no, something happened recently. Steven Yoon who plays Glenn on The Walking Dead, he was quietly cast in the Netflix movie, in a Netflix movie, weeks before The Walking Dead was to begin filming. Let me just read you this story. Much digital ink has been split. Discuss- Do you guys like that? Digital ink? That's a little too clever, I think. Has been spilt discussing how on the... Who... <laughs> There's a typo in their story. I found a typo. How do these things meet digital ink like this? Uh, okay. Much digital ink has been spilt discussing who was on the receiving end of Negan's bat in the final moments of this year's The Walking Dead. Several frontrunners emerge as a likely victim. But if AMC is staying true to its source material as possible, the only person it could be is Bleed. After the irritating fake-out death earlier in the season, fans were wanting to entertain the idea that they'd gone through all that hand-wringing over Bleep's fate for nothing. But perhaps we did. Earlier this week, the Hollywood Reporter reported... Oh, that's what they do. The Hollywood Reporter reports. So they naturally reported that Steven Yoon joined the cast of the sci-fi flick, Oakjaw. Ok, Oakjaw. Okay, Jaw. What? How do I say this? Oak Jaw, directed by Boon Joon-ho of Snowpiercer. That have you guys seen Snowpiercer? It's visually stunning. Oak ja sounds appropriately bonkers. Starring, oh jeez, st- starring an actress as a girl who befriends Oak ja, a genetically manufactured pig. The plot follows her mission to retrieve her now-giant pig after he is kidnapped by the corporation that created him. It sounds like dystopian Clifford the Big Red Dog. The only problem is the film is already in production. Co-stars Tilda Swinton, Jake Gyllenhaal, and Paul Dano are currently on set. Those are some uh, interesting actors for this film. As of this writing, the cast is in Seoul, but other filming locations will include the U.S.-Canada and Canada. The Walking Dead is set to resume production on May 2nd. This makes the timeline for Yoon interesting, as he was cast after production began. Yoon could have a small role in Okja. There will be some production done on U.S. soil, so he might not even have to go to South Korea for his role, but it does set off several alarms to have one likely option of who's at the end of Lucille's Wrath. Hmm, I think they're doing a little too much detective work here, don't you guys? It's a clickbait article, guys! I clicked on clickbait. Damn it! Why did I do that? I should know better, shouldn't I? Sigourney Weaver just served up another perfect Alien versus Predator slam. Sigourney Weaver is one of my favorite actors. Period. Oh wait, this is from the writer. <laughs> Did you know... I think she's great, though. You know, I'm just saying... Did you know she was nominated for a damn Oscar for her performance in Aliens? Unbelievable. And now this gem, from a special screening of the film Last Night in New York City, when asked about the focus group Abomination that is Alien vs. Predator, which she previously had bashed, she offered this perfect summation. I haven't seen them, but heard the Alien doesn't beat the Predator, and I thought, F that. Give it to us straight, sister. Ah, who wrote this? But seriously, I agree with her. I gotta find her previous bashing of the thing. This was a story from 2015 last July. The actress who played Ripley says that Aliens vs. Predator also led to Ridley Scott dropping out of a planned alien sequel. The 2004 crossover movie is a particular sore point in the Alien franchise for Sigourney Weaver, who revealed that she felt depressed when she heard that AVP was going to be made and that it killed any chance of Ridley Scott making a sequel. Speaking at a London Film and Comic-Con on Monday, the Radio Times reported several uh, credits there, Weaver said, I heard that Fox was going to do Aliens vs. Predator, which really depressed me because I was really proud of those movies. I have nothing against building a movie on a video game, but at the time it was as James Cameron said, why would you want to do that? It's like making Alien meets the Wolfman. AVP was made by Paul W.S. Anderson, and although it made a decent return to the box office, it was generally disliked by fans and critics. A further sequel, Alien vs. Predator Requiem, was released in 2007. Weaver also said that AVP put an end to any hopes of Scott making a further Alien sequel. Uh, that's the third time I've read that in this story. Jesus. Scott would go to direct an Alien prequel called Prometheus. I think it caused more problems than it was worth, Weaver said. Regarding the upcoming sequel, directed by Neil Blomkamp weaver was more enthusiastic especially given that south african directors love for early chapters in the franchise i'm so excited about neil because neil is like you guys he broke the tapes of these movies when he was a kid he watched them so much i love the fact that neil's fulfilling his childhood dream of what he hopes will be the popcorn movie the alien popcorn movie that he wanted to see as a kid weaver also briefly you know what's funny just forget all this i'm reading uh Adam and I were talking about aliens yesterday because it was four twenty six LV four twenty six, and I was thinking a lot about Alien, Aliens, the James Cameron movie, and the rest of the m- movies. And I'm not trying to be boastful or hyperbolic or whatever, but Aliens is the best Alien fricking movie. Yes, Alien, uh, Ridley Scott is fantastic. What I'm talking about is of the Alien sequels. They never achieved what aliens did. We wanted to see aliens again in those other movies, but they—they're pale in comparison. Sure, people bring up, yeah, but David Fincher did Alien Three or whatever. Yeah, it's not that great a movie. I'm talking about thrills and chills and roller coaster rides and genuine emotion. Watch Aliens. You get that. None of those other films. I watch Alien Three like, huh? Oh yeah, this is visually. Gorgeous to look at, but I don't understand what the hell's going on. Or he sure did like this camera rig going through this maze as the alien is chasing. But like, that's nothing special. The story sucks. The story in the next movie sucks. The story after that sucked. Wait, were there any more after that? <laughs> How many alien movies have there been? But I'm serious. Aliens, no one's been able to top aliens. If Neil Blomkamp makes an alien film, he better try as hard as he can to top aliens, he may fail, but I will be so happy if he just tries to do something better. Not try to make it like we're in a lice quarantine or hey, the guy who did Delicatessen is gonna come film this shit or whatever. No, come on, guys. Can we make a. If you can't top aliens, don't even bother making a new alien film. Wow, I'm all over the place, aren't I? <laughs> Uh, so by the way, I'm excited about Neil Blancop. I've never been excited about any of these other people making alien films and certainly not AVP movies. Screw those. I remember my dad telling me like, Hey, I watched the alien versus predator Requiem. You got to watch that. And I said, no, he goes, no, no, you should watch it. It's really, And I go, no. He's like, why? And I was like, no. And I'll say no more on the subject. <laughs> so, honestly, I, okay, I have strong opinions about Alien, okay? Uh, I haven't been excited about anything Alien in a long time. But Aliens is a freaking masterpiece, guys. Okay. And I realized talking to Adam that I need to own this film on Blu-ray. How do I not own Aliens? Good God. It's the most quotable movie ever made up there with Robocop. Just, ah, uh, I could quote, you know, uh, Adam, you and I were quoting, trading quotes back and forth. I could have gone longer. We could have gone all day long with co- quotes from that film. And I was just, I'm telling you, I was trying to. Uh, Carl, you're just trying to uh, excite me. Am I excited for the new Prometheus? Hell no. I know Bill really liked Prometheus, but guys, come on. It was a pile of dog shit. Sure, it was gorgeous and it looked great in 3D, but that story was so lame. There, there was nothing exciting about it. It was so confusing. This race of friggin' pale giants... It put their DNA on the planet, and they created everything, and then it has something to do with aliens. Wow, overthinking it? How about no? God, what a piece of shit. (laughs) The more I think about Prometheus, the more I hate it. It sucks ass, and I'm not excited at all about the uh, sequel. It can go to hell. And by the way, wasn't the name of the ship in Prometheus Prometheus? So a sequel is the, the ship is blown up. It can't be called Prometheus anymore. Can it? It doesn't make any sense. It'd be like the first alien movie being called, uh, the Nostromo. The second one can't be called Nostromo. It's the Sulaco. You know what I'm saying? I I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just uh, amusing myself. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I haven't, uh, well, it's funny is I actually have an alien covenant story. First Alien Covenant photo released. This reported by Kevin P. Sullivan. Wait a second. Isn't that from uh, Monsters, Inc.? (laughs) Of Entertainment Weekly. (laughs) I'm Sully. Sully! As part of the Alien Day celebration, the fine folks behind Ridley Scott's confusingly titled Prometheus sequel, Alien Covenant... Oh, wait! No! This is a Prometheus sequel! What am I smoking here?! That is confusing. If I saw Alien Covenant, I thought it was the Neil Bonkamp movie that was shelved indefinitely. And then it's back on and then it's not or whatever. Okay. This is the Prometheus sequel, just so you guys know. Uh, okay. Prometheus sequel, Alien Covenant released the first photo from the set where production recently b- began. What is it, you ask? Is it Michael Fassbender's head in a bag or a headstone bearing Elizabeth Shaw's name and an explanation for why she won't be appearing in the sequel? Nope. It's a patch carrying the name of the omnipresent and ominous Weyland-Yutani Corporation. The company has apparently undergone the merger we knew was on the horizon during Prometheus, moving the events of this franchise closer to the Alien Timeline. Also telling are the winged figures facing each other, no doubt familiar to anyone with a passing knowledge of biblical iconocry, 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 iconoc, iconography. Iconography. <laughs> iconography. Uh, help! Help me! Somebody help me! Or raise the lost ark. These are these angels are traditionally incorporated on the ark of the covenant. The chest that contained the stone tablets on which the Hebrew god inscribed the Ten Commandments. Yeah, it does look like that. Alien Covenant stars Michael Fassbender. Danny McBride? Catherine Waterston. um, Danny McBride again. Oh, I see they're being cheeky. Danny McBride, Demian Bishir, and Danny McBride. I guess they're excited about Danny McBride being in this film. I, on the other hand, am not i'm not excited uh maybe i will be once i see a trailer and be like i totally turned around you've totally redeemed yourself but uh guys that is my final story so sorry to go on an alien rant there but uh guys thank you so much for listening to etl news i am the J Shrimp, and see you later <laughs> no i can't end like that can i But thank you guys so much for uh, listening. And if you would, go to nymphodcast.blogspot.com. There you'll find all of our previous episodes. I hope to do a new uh, trailer react soon with Bill. He's been extremely busy. But I did do a new Chuck Series Companion. And I'm going to get right back and do another one of those for the people who are fans of that you'll be getting a new one next week so guys thank you so much for listening to the uh i was gonna say the chuck series companion well that too but etl news and if you would like to patronize the show and support etl uh go to patreon.com slash landfill that would be totally awesome so guys Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time. And I'm going to actually close out with a song, uh, a piece of music that my dad did. Uh, I thought it was funny that he did this, but all right, guys, I'll see you next time. Later.